Hey, welcome to the Strong Roots Podcast. My name is Kristen Hill, and we are so excited that you're tuning in today. Our prayer is that you would move one step closer to Jesus through this series. So go ahead and check out this next episode. Hey, Strong Roots. We are in our How to Share Your Faith series. And I am here with David Sanders' dad, and he is the production guy at our Wheatfield location. He has been on this podcast, and I have the privilege of interviewing his dad today. And he is exceptional at sharing his faith, and he has left a lasting legacy. But I want to give you some context because it may look different than a lot of people who are on this podcast sharing their faith. So would you tell us a little bit about your background and where you've been and how you are sharing your faith? Certainly, I'd be happy to do that. Thank you for having me today. Yes. So uh, I was born in California, mm-hmm. and I grew up going to church. Yeah. My, my parents took me to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I heard the gospel from a very early age. Yeah. But uh, I was not converted until I was about 18 years old. Ooh. So uh, that was when God did a decisive work in my life and, and drew me to, to Jesus Christ. And uh, then I went to college and that's where I met Kathy, my wife. Yeah. And we've been married for over 38 years. And we have four children. David is our second uh, child. Yeah. And uh, we did go overseas to India Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we lived in India and worked as uh, missionaries. We were involved in training pastors and leaders to share the gospel and to make disciples and to wow. plant churches. So we, we do have that in our background. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, we're on a leave of absence from our mission board, uh, and we're living in Bentonville, Arkansas, but something that's really cool that God has opened a door for us to do is to live in an apartment community where 65% of our residents are from India. So this is the closest that we can be to India in Northwest Arkansas where where we're living. Wow. But we're seeking to make relationships with them and share the gospel with them. That's amazing. That is so cool. I did not know that. We we love it. (laughs) That is amazing. So thank you for giving us context as I ask these questions, but so how do you intentionally live others-focused in your everyday life? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's not my nature okay. to live others-focused uh, in terms of outside of Christ. Yeah. Only in Christ would I, would I think about others. Yes. So, uh, but in, in terms of my human nature, I think my human nature is bent towards being selfish. Yes. So. Uh, but the Spirit of God has yeah. come into my life, mm-hmm. and and He's changing me. And so I would say that it's a progressive Change. thing that yes. God is doing. Yes. Uh, but uh, one thing that, that I do is I pray yeah. for other people. Uh, I pray for uh, people in our church. I pray for my family. I pray for different lost people. Yes. Uh, so... Praying for others helps me to think about other people. Yes. And then uh, meditating on scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now I'm, I'm reading through and meditating on 1 John. 
okay. which says so much about loving other people. And as I'm in the process of meditating on loving others, God uses that process of meditating on his word to help me to think about others. How do you meditate on God's word? Because I feel like there could be some people listening who are like, ooh, that sounds cool. How do you do it? So I begin by reading the mm-hmm. scripture and I read it slowly. Yeah. Uh, I'm not in a hurry. And sometimes uh, I just read a few verses. I don't have a goal mm-hmm. to read an entire chapter. Uh, so sometimes it's just a verse. Yeah. But I just read it slowly and thoughtfully and then I begin to have what I call a soliloquy, which is a conversation with myself and with God. And I do that out loud, Mm -hmm. kind of under my breath, Mm -hmm. but audibly. And I just talk to myself out of the scriptures based on what I'm reading in the scriptures. And then I talk to God. So it's kind of a a two-way conversation between God and me, but his word is prompting the conversation and guiding the conversation and I just uh, I ask myself questions as the word prompts Uh, and I just I just kind of have a conversation where I'm thinking intentionally and deeply about what the scripture is saying I love that because I think too often as Christians we can it's quantity over quality and you could read a whole, you could read the whole book of First John and get nothing from it or walk away and not remember one thing. So I love that you shared how you do that. I think that is very applicable. That's so good. So what is your role in growing your relationship with God? Yeah, so I do have a role. Yeah. I'm responsible. Um, I don't think I can be passive in my relationship with God. So... Um, I employ spiritual disciplines, yeah. and those disciplines are a delight. Mm-hmm. They're not a burden, and they're not legalistic. They're infused with grace. Yeah. And so one of the spiritual disciplines that I use is prayer, mm-hmm. and another is the reading and meditation yeah. on God's Word, and then journaling mm-hmm. uh, is something, and then uh Reading good Christian books is a spiritual discipline. Yeah. Having time with other believers who encourage me and can hold me accountable. Uh, actively involved in our local church and serving in our local church. Mm-hmm. These are different ways that God feeds me and yes. encourages me and holds me accountable. I love hearing that. And I, I, think, I think so often we can dismiss some of those things and we see the lack of fruit in our life because of it. And I, was it always easy for you to do, to get plugged in in those ways? Or have you had to really work to find it a joy? Yeah, I think I've, I've had to, to, to build those disciplines into my life. Yeah. Now, God has constituted me in such a way that I, I am a rather disciplined person. Yes. So that's a part of the temperament, yes. the personality that he's given to me. And so maybe in that regard, it, it's, I'm a little more predisposed yeah. to, to being disciplined. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is just the desire that God's put into my heart. I right. want to be with him. I want to be in his presence. I know that I need him. Yeah. And, and also I have an enemy who, roar, yeah. who 
prowls about like a roaring lion, mm-hmm. seeking someone to devour. And so I know that I need to stay close to my shepherd yeah. to be protected from my enemy. And so, uh, but yeah, there, there is discipline involved, mm-hmm. setting the alarm, setting up my, my Bible and my, my journal yeah. the night before, having a place that I go to. That, that helps give me structure and, and direction. I love that. I, I love that you choose who you're going to be the day before. I think that's so important. I think that's such a great discipline. So how do you stay focused on the Great Commission? Hmm, that's a good question. So um, I, I find that as I spend time in the presence of Jesus, mm-hmm. that he renews that desire to seek the lost. He came to seek and to save the lost. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if we are in an abiding relationship with him, John 15, that he will just infuse that desire in us. Right. And so I think that's a part of it. There have been times though when I've lost that desire, where I've become apathetic. And then I, I need to confess that apathy and indifference. Yes. But then he's faithful yeah. to to rekindle that pursuit, that, that desire to pursue lost people. Yes, that's a prayer he wants to answer. Amen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we can count on that. Yes, and I I love that you shared that because I think a preconceived notion I had as a Christian because you're so on fire. At 18, I'm sure you were so on fire. Like everyone needs to know, and I I gave my life to Christ at 25, and I was like, oh, I'm so passionate, and then all of a sudden it wanes and it slows and you're like, oh, maybe I'll never get this back. You know, maybe that was just, and I love that you said he is faithful to, to confess like, hey, I have lost this desire that you have clearly called us in our words, your word to do, but that he is faithful to answer our prayers when we ask for it. Amen. Yes. So how do you combat the fear of sharing your faith? Because he was talking with me off camera and off mic. Um, you're introverted a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure there is some fear that maybe total extroverts wouldn't have, right? So how mm-hmm. do you combat that? Yeah. So I am not a strongly extroverted person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took the Myers-Briggs test years ago, and yes. there's a little bit of extroversion in me. Yes. But I'm mostly introverted. I'm happy to just be quiet and to be withdrawn mm-hmm. and to be... Alone. Alone. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm not uh, a really dynamically charismatic person who just is like drawn to reaching out to people. Yes. So uh, I do. Con- I do struggle with fear. Mm-hmm. I struggle with fear about what people will think about me. Yes. Will they reject me? Will they be angry with me? Um, and the way that I combat it is I I pray and mm-hmm. I just ask God to give me courage and to give me boldness and then. Uh, I meditate on scriptures like Psalm 56, uh, 3 and 4, uh, that, that talk about when I am afraid, mm. I put my trust in you, yeah. in God whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? So I just remember the truth that yes. the worst they can do is kill me. Uh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Most likely, they may say something unkind, they may slam the door in my face, they right. may rebuff me but usually it's not as bad as I might imagine 
Isn't that the truth? I think the things we imagine in our head are so much worse than mm-hmm. what actually happens. Yeah. Do you feel like a lot of people have been hurt at one time or another trying to share their faith? And do you think that's one of the bigger reasons why people don't do it again? Or why would you say people are so hesitant to go and share their faith? I think probably fear is yeah. one of the big reasons. Mm-hmm. And then also maybe not believing that they know enough. Mm, that's good. Maybe someone will ask me a question and I won't be able to give an adequate answer. Yes. And so they, they feel like they, they don't have enough knowledge of God's Word. Yes. Uh, maybe another reason would be um, feeling like they're not a good enough Christian. Right. Uh, maybe they're, they don't feel like they're close enough to God and maybe they see inconsistencies in their life yes. that might hinder them. There are different walls like that, but I think probably fear is one of the biggest walls. What would you say to someone who is listening who maybe you just hit it right on? Like, I, I think you were right on, but one of those spoke to them. What would you say to them and, and to combat any of those things that you just said, not having the right answers, fear, um, I don't know, fear of looking stupid? Like, well, what would you like to say? Well, in terms of not having all the answers, mm-hmm. that's okay because none of us has all of the answers. Right. And it's okay to tell people, you know, I don't know. You have right. raised an excellent question and I don't know, but I will try to get some information. Can we meet again yes. next Tuesday for lunch or can we have coffee later this week? And I'll see what I can find out. So it's okay to just be real and admit yes. that we don't know everything. Uh, so I would say that to that uh, to that wall or barrier. To the barrier of fear, I think um, that's definitely the hardest one. Mm-hmm. Probably memorize some scripture yes. that speak to the issue of fear, like Second Timothy one seven, mm-hmm. Isaiah forty one ten, Psalm fifty six three and four. So fill your mind with scripture yes. that speak about courage and victory over fear, and then. Um, Find a friend, mm. because really, I think witnessing should be done in community yeah. rather than a, an individual yeah. activity. And so if you can go with a friend and, yeah. and, and speak to someone with a friend, then that gives strength. I agree with, I agree with all that you said, but even that, I think it was so helpful for me to even see somebody else do it. Because, I mean, it's one thing to hear it in a sermon or read it in a book, But I had multiple people bring me alongside of them where I could see them witnessing and sharing their faith with others that then gave me, okay, maybe I can do this. You know what I mean? And then Mm -hmm. they would, and then I had somebody come with me and let me do it, but they were there. It was, you know, if I needed them. And then I think you could continue that way, but also then it gives you the courage to do it by yourself as well. That's a good point. Yeah. modeling, yes. watching someone else mm-hmm. who, who has done that is a great way to learn. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Makes it not as intimidating. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm going to leave you with one more question, okay? Okay. So, in your opinion, why is sharing our faith so important? Because we have the most wonderful Savior mm-hmm. who is precious, and He he will satisfy the deepest longings of every human heart. Mm-hmm. He has the ability to do that. Yeah. And so his preciousness, his, his uh, loveliness 
I would say is the first reason. The second is because I believe and the Word of God teaches that every person outside of Christ is going to perish mm -hmm. for eternity in hell. And so the need of those who are lost right. should compel us to, to seek them. Absolutely. And I think it's easy to want to ignore that fact. And I, I so appreciate your perspective. I, think, I love your heart for God's word. I, I love that you shared how you meditate in the beginning, but I can see in your own words that you have because they kind of just come right out of you. I, I thank you for your faithfulness. And thank you for the way that you have shared with us how to share our faith because I think that the things that you have just shared are so important and needed. And I love that you are naturally introverted because I think that is something that a lot of us could use as a crutch of like, oh, that's for the people with the gift of evangelism. or But he calls all of us to share our faith. So thank you for living a life of faithfulness and thank you for sharing it with us. I really, really, it was an honor interviewing you today. Thank you for raising such a great son, too. <laughs> we are blessed to have him in our church. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was an honor to be here. Absolutely. And thank you guys for tuning in. I hope and pray, and I think you'd agree with me, that you will put your faith in action, that you would maybe possibly, what you're going to do from this podcast is start meditating on Scripture. Maybe you are going to ask, uh, a spiritual brother or sister who shares their faith actively, that maybe you could go and partner with them and see how they do it so that you can get the confidence to do it yourself. Whatever it is that you're going to take away from this, I pray that you actually go and apply it to your life. Thank you for tuning in, and we cannot wait to learn alongside you next time. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow us on our other social media platforms. We don't want you to miss out on any future content. Thank you so much again, guys. I hope you have a great day. And I want you to know I am personally praying that your roots stay strong.